0: Welcome to Hanna Barbera Business School, our weekly guide to the inner workings of the Roy family. I'm your co host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he just had to cancel on a group of working class whites in Cleveland. It's Arturo Zurita it was uh,
1: that goes above the honeymoon clearly as we go out there but <laughs> hey i am excited to talk about what has been an even better episode of succession man i said everything coming after the iconic episode that happened at a wedding it's mm-hmm. just been up and up this has been taking the name of succession to the fullest man i am i'm fed
0: yeah, I think any sort of concerns about the health of this show uh, without Brian Cox being that sort of like center it's gravitational really force around it, I've been wiped out with the quality of these past two episodes. I mean, if anything, it's almost sad to know that we are now halfway through this final season. We've only got five more episodes left with the Roy siblings. I I feel like I could watch more than just those five episodes. I'm down to hang for another couple years, but hey, I'm going to trust Jesse Armstrong because he's done us well thus far. Uh, I really enjoyed this last episode. Again, getting sort of like back into the swing of things, uh, doing their different dealings. But the thing that resonated with me is a quote that like, maybe we should have brought up when we were doing our episode three recap, and it's the last thing that Logan said to his children, I love you, but you are not serious people.
1: they, yeah, they are not.
0: They uh, are set to go up against Matson, who I think we could say is a, a bit of a serious person, given his ability to negotiate his way uh, through this series. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. It was a... Uh, we've... we've Seen the kids stumble a lot, and I think that this has been a better season for Kendall and Roman than it's been for Shiv. But it kind of flipped the tables a Whoa, little bit in this episode. Yeah. I
1: was about to say, you know, that I've been pulling for Shiv because I know she has the potential to be it. I right. think this was the closest that she's gotten for it. But in terms of Manson, uh, yeah, they are not just unserious people. They wouldn't be able to do it without their father, much less. A dude who their father couldn't even take out. So that's the pro- that's the problem there. This isn't just their first adversary without pops. They had to go up against the Thanos of this universe, damn you, because they just they don't mm-hmm. stand a chance against the Swede.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he he outduels them completely. Uh, let's start this at the top though, because I know you had the same reaction I did yes, when that sir. iconic. Jay-Z music comes in and Kendall do it, returning to his roots, listening to hip-hop to get him pumped for a day at business. Uh, I, I both felt very seen and also, like, very attacked by their use of takeover here. I mean, of course this is the music that Kendall is gonna choose to put him in the right mind frame for taking over Waystar Royco.
1: I, that. Uh... This was what we've been waiting for, bro. This is Succession. We finally got the game ending and who's sitting on the throne. That strut right there is the (laughs) cleanest strut we've been waiting for. I can see a 30-minute cut of this right here. He really felt it on his shoulders right there. He really thought this was it. I was all in. I loved it. Take What better song than to have Ye's drums right there? You got the vocals from Hove. This is exactly... The type of intro I wanted if he were to ever have taken over. And uh, I thought he delivered and he had all the host put here before he completely and utterly drops the ball for the second half of this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the CE Bros, I, I, we're going to oh, work yeah, on a better yeah, one yeah. there. Uh, they start running a meeting. We see Kendall and Roman in action. Uh, Roman's, uh, Kendall's been sending Roman a bunch of emails, but also one more email saying disregard all previous emails sounds like a very efficient way to run uh, your operations. Uh, but then all the executives get together because there's been a change in plans. Matson doesn't just want the co-CEOs to uh, come to Norway for their retreat. He wants to see all the executives and check for cultural compatibility. It suddenly turned into not just a potential sale, but a job interview for everybody at left in Waystar oh, yeah, Royco. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little uh, goofy, Franken. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe a little early to kind of evaluate who you're going to hire and fire before you've even come to terms on a a deal, but... I mean, if it's just an excuse to get all our favorite people in a room, I'm there Thank for it. You, you know, Succession. Succession is always at its best when you can have all the characters Everybody. in one place at once. It's not, you know, it's not like Game of Thrones where suddenly two people will go off to a distant land, or or some, or, or Mad Men where it's like, oh, now it's an episode where Joan and uh, Don are going to go to the bar together. Like, we want succession to be at parties at weddings, at business meetings, at board meetings, at retreats, like when it's always at its best when everybody is involved.
1: Agreed, because it's not just, like you said, really good dialogue happening over there in the distance. I like two people discussing and you remember that moment and the repercussions of what was said will affect another character who had no idea what was going on there. And there is no better form of that than in this episode where I felt it was so goofy to find a way how, like, how much is it for every single one of them to take the plane there? Like, they, forget, they said, put the, the, the cost to the side. We just need everybody for one final hurrah in one place. They took them all to Sweden. And you end up getting some of the best moments from the side characters. Carolina had probably the best line of the week. And I don't even think she should have been there. But uh, we, we all lead up to what, what the, the games were that were at play here uh, in inviting everybody and who was going to make it as the title says.
0: Yeah. So uh, after Frank and Carl put on their compression socks, everybody lands in Norway, uh, and the suits. Dis- uh, the suits discuss Matson's team. You know, Jerry is giving a pep talk. I thought this was another. Uh, point we can score in jerry's favor how she's Been always the one with the most level head who knows how to like get people to do the things they need to she gets stuff done uh she she's that was a great totally moment common collected in this in this moment
1: yeah i think it showcased why she could easily be a leader and one of the reasons why you still see her remain after this episode so i like seeing that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm borrowing a point from Joanna Robinson on The Ringer, but one of the beautiful things about this show is the attention to travel detail, how they take their private jet, then get off into town cars, then get off into golf carts, and then they eventually take the gondola to go up to see Mattson. Like, it's not, it's so much more rich to see that whole process and see all the mechanics of it and how much labor goes into just transporting these people around the globe than for them to just show up in Norway suddenly. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. It's too much effort, too much money. (laughs) It's not logistical to get everybody there, but they needed everybody there for what was going to be the big scenes. I don't even know logistically if they still filmed here and then the Norway sets was just the main duo because there is that I'm beautiful d- sequence that we'll talk about, but it's like, did they yeah. actually bring everybody to Norway? Cause they, it Norway sounds was credited. like, yeah,
0: they they went to Norway for 11 days for this. I mean, Jeez. Succession is a show that never really pulls uh, expenses. Like, they they really go all out <laughs> for this. HBO heard. has treated them well budget-wise, yeah.
1: They cut out Papa Logan and they said, we're still going to pay you for every episode. So I got the kill list notification and they said, we'll take you to Sweden, though. I guess no better uh, goodbye. But I will take that quote you were saying about uh, the traveling to get there, not just in the the, the, how how funny it is that the whole group goes. But it also showcases how much I know you said you got it from the ringer, but how much he was putting them through the ringer because you get a sequence after seeing how long it takes him to get there that he just takes a helicopter back. And there's this dope moment when they're taking the gondola, and he just gets there in seconds. So it makes you think he purposefully made it as annoying Mm -hmm. to get to his place just to screw with them. And he kills it.
0: I mean, that that stuff, yeah, I I mean, uh, maybe a reason, again, why Madsen is more well-suited to this than uh, the siblings are. But it also are these things that start to really... Way on Roman, and Roman, I think, takes the center stage for a lot of this episode. We'll talk about that more later, but it also involves this phone call he gets from Connor uh, because uh, Connor is back in the States on dad duty. He has canceled on those working-class whites in Cleveland that we were talking about earlier, Uh, and he's battling Marsha because Marsha's trying to put Logan in a kilt for the funeral.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, uh, not exactly the best way to be spending your honeymoon, but uh, Connor ends up being, liaisoning through Roman throughout this and then ultimately sending him a picture of uh, Logan, I think like Logan's body at some point. So it all adds into the spiral that Roman goes through in this episode, which I thought was like a really excellent Kieran Culkin episode in what's been amounting to a really excellent Kieran Culkin season.
1: Oh, I agree. I yeah. think this was his best performance and the worst performance. Worst performance Worst in what from, sense? Worst from Roy. <laughs> as like as in, a Roy, in, in the universe okay, okay. of this world, that is the worst thing you can do as a CEO, CE, bro, owner of anything. <laughs> best performance from Culkin. He killed it there. He did exactly yeah. what you're not supposed to do, and he lost his cool. So, worst performance, best performance.
0: I hear you. All right, so in the gondola, Kendall sets the stage that uh, they want to go, uh, they want to get Madsen to agree to an offer above $144 per share. If they go above that, they'll end up happy. Uh, And then there's one of the more fun scenes in the show. Uh, The executives all meeting around the serious Scandi brunch. Uh, Carolina, as you mentioned, gets in some Swedish and kind of like an ice cold Uh, backhanded compliment. Compliment, Uh, yeah. But it's really like Hugo, who I felt like stole this scene. This has been a really excellent season for Hugo, but he had so many funny moments in the scene. I love that moment when he's like, they tell me you nearly got bronze in Sochi. Oh man, that's almost huge. Those darn tenths of a second, huh?
1: Yeah. And those darn tenths of a second did what to his? (laughs) Because he's on that list. I love the part of the beginning where it's like everyone's meeting their counterparts over in Sweden. Yeah. You know, saw their uh, IKEA doppelgangers, and there's that one moment where they go to the buffet, and that extra dude, the one who also gets cut, he took, like, an extra croissant and just, like, threw it on his plate, thus leaving him to get it, but both of them were gone by the end of it, so uh, they weren't as as well-kept as they thought they were going to be.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, again,
1: best performance, worst performance, a lot of those this time around. <laughs>
0: Uh, so where were they? We? Oh yeah. Um, there's the meeting finally uh where everyone finally meets Matson. Um, but Kendall suggests that they just split off the CE Bros and Matson, and this is as we were talking about just one of those moments where Matson clearly is so much more comfortable, so much more well versed in negotiating in these high-stakes situations you know he's so clear in how he feels and what he wants and he's able to communicate it even if there is some kind of like you know a little bit of uh manipulation and and like you know uh pushing on the roy family's buttons there but Mm -hmm. he offers them 187 dollars per share and Kendall and Roman literally cannot respond to him. They're at a loss for words. They, they don't know what to say. I feel like because they don't know really what they want.
1: Mm-hmm. You think that was a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I mean, I think it shows that they're not ready for this, that they can't, you know, go toe to toe with him, that they literally come up speechless when presented with an offer.
1: Does uh one eighty seven per share, what does that end up coming out for the main crew specifically? Cause if you're getting rid of ATN, then at that point you are fully just this man's employee, other than the stock you may have.
0: Well, so I don't know if they've so hinted I that I think. So I think the idea is they uh, if they were to sell at one eighty seven per share and this was Matson trying to buy the whole company including ATN. They wouldn't yeah. be under Matson because they would be they would just cash out and be able to use that money to go buy Pierce. And they would have even more money than they originally thought they would because they're also getting money from the, the additional, what is it like forty three dollars per share from the sale of ATN.
1: But they would no longer, they longer have the parks. They would no longer they no longer ha-
0: They would no longer have Waystar. They would no longer have ATN. They would only have Pierce in that situation. And this kind of ends up being where we see sort of like a division between what the different siblings want in this situation, right? Because Kendall, uh, or where is it? Yeah, because after this sort of meeting with uh, Matson, Kendall and Roman go talk to Shiv. And Shiv hears their offer and is immediately ready to sell the whole company. She thinks Waystar and ATN are toxic assets, and she's ready to move on to Pierce or whatever they do next as a team. Roman still wants to sell to Matson, but he wants to keep ATN. He wants to finish Dad's breakfast, as he says. Kendall, yeah. on the other hand, although he doesn't come right out and say it there, he's starting to like being the Waystar CEO. He's done a pretty good job over the past twenty-four hours. And maybe they should just keep the whole company in the family. So who do you think is in the right here? Who whose strategy is making the most sense to you in this moment?
1: You know like when someone can be right but they're doing it for the wrong reasons? Any inkling of any <laughs> the any of them thinking that they're doing a good job, is just by happenstance. Like you said, he wants to keep CEO only because he wants to... Kendall wants to make the other person mad, and he wants to be in charge. That's not how you do business. Shiv wants to continue to prove that that stint she went back on on season two is to not do it through her daddy's past and that they could create it on her own. I think she would have done that by now if she could. And then Roman, as as much as he gets his, uh, you know, his moment to shine and, and talk bad about... Uh, the person who's putting your dad down, like you said, you're only doing this because of the sentimental aspect of your dad wanting to keep it, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. I don't feel any of any of them are making the right choice in
0: their approach. They so might even, even if they m- yeah. make
1: the right choice, they all have they're going to eventually make the wrong one. They're going
0: to eventually make the wrong They're There making, you yeah.
1: go. Yeah. So it's like I, I just don't see it uh, coming to fruition. I, I am, after seeing this episode... I believe they're ending season four because they're going to lose it all. (laughs) That throne is being burnt by the end of it. Yeah. It's because there's nothing else to tell. They're going to be on the street. (laughs)
0: I mean if you look at like the attitude that the succession writers have towards like the the people who make the decisions in a capitalistic society and also the incompetence of these nepo babies like maybe that is the end game for the season of succession they're just going to burn yeah. down whatever legacy they think they, thought they or they thought their father would have yeah
1: they burn money like this, right? Me... So all that money they're going to get, mm-hmm. what's the point of it if you don't have a company to generate more in the future? Look at y'all. Y'all took the entire cast of Succession over to, th- to Sweden. Why? They're going to burn <laughs> through that money immediately, and I don't think they have another uh, an, an, anything else generating.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so after the siblings get their have their little... Uh, Discussion. Greg tries to cozy up to the family. Shiv says the fuck. And Tom ends large. up pulling up a chair next to Matson at his table. Terrible. Uh, Matson it's asks him if he thinks France is gonna make it. You know, birth rate, youth unemployment, sc- sclerotic state. Uh will they make it or just pull a grease? He asks him. <laughs> um, I just love the like very conceited rich guy conversations that, that that we get bits of here Mm -hmm. and the just like complete remove, but like sense of, of uh, just complete sense of authority that they try to project about it too. Um, Mm -hmm. But eventually Kendall sits down and he and Matson negotiate a little bit more. Although this discussion is a lot more hostile. Uh, Matson calls ATN a band, bad brand. He says that the siblings are a tribute band I thought this was the only time that Kendall got any good word in, though, when Matson says, I'm just trying to make you rich, and Kendall says, I'm already rich. Other than that, it was Matson running circles around him.
1: Easily. But even that one, that's a defense, right? That's not an offensive move. That's just a good block. I respect a good block. Mm-hmm. I want to see <laughs> some buckets. No buckets were made.
0: Yeah, I mean, the person who was closest to scoring ended up being, I think, Shiv here, because... Uh, Eventually, Kendall g- breaks off with Roman and convinces him to try and tank the deal. But Shiv tries to get a bit closer to Matson. Uh He tells her that he's been freezing liters of his blood into bricks and sending them to Ebba, the female head of communication for his company, which, you know, like, good one, bro. Funny joke. Do you think he's <laughs> I lying? I don't think he's lying. He seems like too... That, that seems, like, too on brand for how they're trying to portray him as this weird eccentric Honestly, into, like, power was, alpha moves. Yeah, there was so...
1: Every time this man's on screen for anything, he's got this meta-ness to him where, if you remember his role in, in uh, Atlanta, did he not play himself? Yeah. <laughs> right? And what was he there? As. Some crazy, rich actor who was, like... Yeah, had, like, Secret Services coming in and out of his room in Atlanta. Now he's doing blood, yeah. considering that he's been in true blood. There was a joke earlier on about how the Swedes are so full of themselves. They think they came from Vikings. My man just played the Northmen. This man <laughs> does a really great job of playing this hyped-up version of himself to the point that I, I just always laugh at what his IMDb profile picture is. He does not care. And I think every time he appears in a row, he's just so unhinged. Uh, And he just knows how to play, like, a version of himself while making fun of it. And and that's what makes him, like, I don't know, that much more menacing. So I I thought he was owning every scene he was in.
0: Skarsgård's had a few appearances on the show by now, but this, I think, was his best episode to date. And he, like, really gets to show off all of his his features because he is, like, so incredibly charming as, as, like, an actor. But also has this, like, wickedness to him and, and, like he's so intimidating at the same time. Like it's the guy who was in the Northman, right? Like part of, part of you thinks he's really cool. Part of you's worried. He's going to, he can like rip your throat out.
1: Exactly. So if you can't beat him through words, you're definitely not beating him on the physical side of it. So you're just screwed completely. I love the one where he walks up to him and he says, "Uh, uh, what are you waiting for? And he goes, well, I'm waiting for you to make a, a counter offer. And everyone just like looks down. <laughs> We're just waiting on you, bro. The way he mm-hmm. just throws him back at it, he just embarrasses him. So that's why, yeah, yeah. they just got dominated. Yeah. Uh,
0: Matson, uh, I thought it was notable that Shiv, when he gets adv- gives Matson advice, also recommends Carolina and Jerry, which we'll come back a little bit later. But Matson says that he likes Shiv, that she can take a joke like her dad. So I think both you and Matson agree that Shiv has a lot of her father in her. I've been saying, and if anything, she
1: was the one who was able to close out a deal that helped him a little bit more because she'd also be helping him with another scenario that he has that he vented about, uh, considering that Carolina already has uh, Eva wrapped up uh, with that first comment. But if she's also going to be the one who's going to help him out, That's also a reason why she makes it off the kill list. So, yeah, I thought it was an MVP performance for her. Her looking out also for Carolina and for Jerry I thought was dope. So I'd be very interested to see where they take that on the next level because they did it dirty from the beginning. We talked about this last week. This duo of CE bros pretending that they're going to have their sister in on it, yet right from the beginning, what happens Uh, in the opening scene when they're going to have a meeting? You have one uh, brother not wanting to start until they have Shiv, and then you get this really quick glance from the camera of Kendall just going like, uh, do we really have to wait? By the time she makes it into the room, they're done. So she already knows yeah. where her priority lies.
0: Plus, Kendall cuts her out of this plan to tank the deal, and you know the whole reason that uh, they're doing this deal is so that they can go move on to their next venture as a team. So... Kendall is trying to keep the, prolong the situation where she's not an equal with them, that she is on the outside looking in. There, there's that, that line, like, uh, you think Pinky t- can dance or whatever? And it's like, cl- clearly, Kendall is trying to, you know, hold on to whatever power he can at the expense of Shiv. And his brother Roman, last time,
1: yeah, that's mm-hmm. how it was, too. Because uh, th- this is also the episode uh, when they're on the plane, where she calls him out. Hey, what? What are? All, where are all these pieces coming from? And mm-hmm. he has Hugo, the one starting the pieces, just kind of deal with it. So now that Hugo, that was a gone, good move. What happens next, though? Because now he has no loyalties.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see how how soon that whole thing th- uh, dissolves. Because Kendall uh, does not seem in a rush to sell. All uh, oh, right, it's
1: speculative. My bad. The list is just you know hypothetical. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Kendall gets Greg to leak that the meetings are going poorly to the press. So I guess that's just uh, Greg's new job now is to be liaison with journalists, but on the down low. Uh, Kendall also gets Jess, his assistant, to set up a screening of the rough cut of their three-hour hibernating robot movie. What what was it called again? Uh, Calispatron Hibernation. Uh, Art, at $225 million budget with another $25 million in reshoots plus CGI costs, do you think Kalispatron Hibernation is this world's Transformers or this world's Mortal Engines?
1: Sheesh. This is probably a straight-to-ATN streaming movie, if anything. This is a gray man <laughs> at that point. What do you I think Service is
0: called? Uh, it,
1: some, something dumb like ATN++ or something like that. <laughs> ATN Minus.
0: Uh, you don't think it's like yeah. Logan Max, Ooh. Roy, Roy Plus?
1: Uh, not after he wanted to tank his dad. Probably not, but yes, yeah, <laughs> something with a Roy. I do want to shout out Jess because that's been his assistant for the last couple of seasons, and yeah. she's had a bunch of really good reaction shots. There's a moment she's when he does so his real good. strut uh, into the office, and right before they take the elevator, he goes something. He says something about uh, throwing in a Mickey into his drink before he wants to get the yeah. early to throw in a Mickey. And she just gives this very <laughs> nonchalant look as they go in. And honestly, it's been underrated. We haven't given her enough shout outs for that, but she, she did really good in this episode.
0: Yeah. She does incredible work sort of on the margins of this show. Just being like maybe the only normal person in the room for a lot of this deranged uh, ego boasting. So yeah. yeah uh, uh, Cause to like her. Carolina's
1: already playing game. She's the only one who hasn't done anything on the offensive. She's, just right. kind of going along with it.
0: Uh, there's also an interesting moment where Shiv tries to kick dirt on Tom's white shoes, so he flicks her ear and says her earlobes, earlobes. are thick and chewy, like barnacle meat. What did you make of that uh, moment? Because it kind of seemed like Shiv was into it.
1: <laughs> yes, at the end of it all, especially with what we see at the end, it very much seems like she kind of got, I don't know, she was like attracted to that in some way. All I know is, if somebody flicked my ear like that, Nah, (laughs) absolutely not. (laughs) We think her brothers aren't there for her for the meetings. The moment she squealed, she yelled, and everyone was in the vicinity. You should have come back and knocked Tom out, dude. Where's Greg when you need him? Greg, Greg's got like a couple inches on Tom. He's right. He should have whacked him at least. That's that's insane, right? Talking about the quad, but doesn't come back to actually protect someone in the quad. (laughs) Nah, right. uh, That's hands. That's
0: hands. What happened to the quad squad? Mm mm. Uh, so right as the CE bros are about to talk to Matson, Roman gets that text with a picture of his father in the morgue, which starts his emotional tailspin. Uh, but then Mattson uh, asks uh, when they're on top of the mountain together, are you Scooby doing me? <laughs> Did you go to Hanna-Barbera Business School? Uh, they, he says that their father would be embarrassed by his kids now. And then he goes off to, like, take a piss trying to do some weird, like, epic alpha move or whatever in in this, you know, uh, very, like, macho business guy thing that uh, Mattson's pulling. But by this point roman and kendall are kind of sick of their shit they're they've decided to tank the deal and roman finally snaps here he calls Matson an inhuman fucking dogman for insisting that they come all that way so soon after his uh, their father's death uh and and i thought it was just like an incredible moment for kieran uh kieran and culkin uh that whole bit saying he hates him that they'll never sell to him and if the that if he tells the board, he'll say it's all a negotiation tactic. Uh, we've talked before about how I kind of feel like this is going to be Kieran, Kieran Culkin's Emmy year, and he's putting in really great work in this scene, but did you take this moment to be Roman losing it or a bit of the old Logan Roy negotiating through, uh, through some insults?
1: I saw it more as him losing it this is the yeah. closest that he would be to pulling his dad, but he is the nicest of the siblings. So when it comes off like him, it's like a little dog barking at you. And I think that's why what's his name didn't take him seriously. I think it's still the conversation with Shiv that saved it for him over him mm-hmm. being yelled by Roman. I I just I think he loses it. I know in in the after the discussion, he said he was so into it that he w- didn't even realize everything that was around him. Uh, yeah. so to me that sh- that showcases that he snapped at that moment because he's he made sure that he he addressed that performance with him being like so embroiled about all the disses that he was giving his father that again just like the decisions he was making they're all done on an emotional side not really on a business side.
0: Yeah, I mean while I think it sort of has shades of, of that tactic like you can feel the vo- his voice breaking in that moment too, which again speaks to how good Kiernan is in that that scene. But like the way he says you piece of shit while walking away, that's not like a person who's like very confident in his position. He's he's been hurt. Like he yeah took the he took his words very personally. It and also wasn't
1: part of the plan, right?
0: Exactly. Like that's
1: what that's what showcases. Like no, nah, there was two people who went in there. Every time Kendall does this, we go no, nah, that's wrong of Kendall. This time he did it. He wasn't supposed to say anything, and that's why he's he says something on, to the effect of like, and if you say I said anything, I'm just going to deny it. And Kendo just has to stare at him because he realizes his brother just kind of blew up. Kendo kind of agrees with what he's saying. He's like, yeah, do it for dad's honor, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like, uh, yeah, we were going to kind of toy him, and he decided to just, just blow it there. I, again, I like the performance, great performance, but damn, if Shiv wasn't there in the background fixing things,
0: I don't know if they would have had the same result. Uh, This news just broke actually right before we started recording this. They're moving Kiernan Culkin into the lead actor category for drama at the Emmys. So Culkin going to be going up against Jeremy Strong, potentially. What do you think of that potential matchup when it comes to Emmys time? I like that they waited until this specific
1: episode to release it. That's (laughs) Not the last three, this one. Okay.
0: I mean, I love Jeremy Strong, and I love Jeremy Strong on this show, but if we're just talking about season four, it's it's Kieran. It's Kieran's epi- Jer- season so far. Yeah.
1: Jeremy's got one. Tom's got one. Two missing is Roman and Shiv.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then back on the Jets, uh, Frank gets a call, and Matson comes in with the with the can't-say-no offer of $192 per share, which is $5 over the stock price. Basically, an offer so good, it would be illegal to turn it down. So the t- the tactic of tanking the deal not going as well as the CE Bros hoped it would. They look pretty miserable on the plane. But meanwhile, Shiv is is texting with Matson and Matson asks for a picture of her, picture of her brothers to see the look of defeat on their faces. Shiv, who's now got this inside line to Matson, sends him the picture. She also pulls Tom aside and tells him that they're going to fire Sid, the current head of ATN, potentially leaving an important job open for Tom. So it, as we were talking about earlier, it's a bit of an inversion. Shiv is now looking like the powerful, most powerful, the Roy siblings and the Ce Bros Damn. not so happy with their current position.
1: That's it. I like that twist because at the end of it, the two people who are in charge that were supposed to give her something won't, but the person in charge of those two bozos does have it in. Yeah. So yep. Yep. Embarrassing. I will say one thing for Tom, they had a very, a uh, very nice moment at the beginning. Uh, I guess nice is a bad way to put it when they're on the plane, and I, I forget if he stares at Frank or if he stares at. Hugo, maybe the, the the other guy right here. Yeah, it like a quick reminder of the last time they were on the jet. What happened? And they just like brush it off really quickly, and continue on the flight. I thought that was that was a nice little touch.
0: Yeah. Um, finally, uh, the thing that's been hanging over the heads of all the suits for this episode, the kill list, uh, comes through, and we find out that everybody is. Every one of the suits is not being retained, except for Carolina, Jerry, and Tom, the three that Shiv has been looking out for. So again, this is a big stock-up moment for Shiv Roy. Uh, Going to stock-up, stock-down, who do you think had the biggest gain in this episode? Was it Shiv? Was it Tom, who now seems to be kind of back in Shiv's good graces and potentially the new head of ATN. Was it Jerry or Carolina for being retained through all of this mess?
1: I think if I give it to Shiv, it trickles down to Jerry and Carolina. So I thought those three gave the best performances just overall, easily.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that whole just like collective under Shiv. But Shiv is kind of spearheading it. I think she... uh her socks definitely up. But without up, Carolina, also... this,
1: what's his name doesn't inquire about her without going like, hey, I noticed how the one person who I have, your one person that you have, was able to turn her down. Had that girl right. moving her scarf; it was getting a little hot in there. Yeah, she wasn't even <laughs> in the sauna. So I think Carolina still put up something. She still saw Jerry put up something. You know, so mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'll still give it to Shiv, but I, I think that yeah. Jerry and Carolina definitely. Had uh, MVP performances in it too.
0: Yeah, I'd give it to Shiv too, but you gotta throw some love to to Matson because he was unflappable this episode, and he came in saying he wanted the the whole thing. He didn't want the carve out for ATN, and looks like he's going to get it despite the CE Bros trying to tank that deal.
1: At that much money though, he's the best opposition they've had. I can't think of anybody else who's been better.
0: I thought it was very interesting in the the behind-the-scenes interviews that played after the episode (laughs) that Jeremy Strong was talking about how, because they lost their adversary in Brian Cox's performance of of Logan Roy, there's sort of like a a vacuum there, and it was nice to have... uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character, of Matson to be the new adversary for them to sort of be opposite of. And I don't know if that's yeah. sort of their way of hinting that Matson is kind of going to be the main adversary for the rest of this season or the show. I don't see how uh, it's not, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they've chosen somebody really interesting at least to center it around.
1: Yeah, because, you know, they had the tussle with, with Pierce before they made the deal. They, they kind of had that little conflict going on. They had the guy who was also running for president who went at them with the ship cruise, uh, the, the cruise allegations. I, I always forget yeah. his name. Um, but this has been the best one. But nothing's going to beat the number one adversary that they have. That's themselves every single time. Yeah. Stock down time. on Roman who blew his stuff. Kendall, who I, it's just look, I, I just don't see a good future for him because I don't think he's going down the right path. But Hugo had the worst one. This man needs the help of Kendall because he's already had the violations that his daughter did. He's already been put to the side. He is the one who started the rumors on Logan to begin with. So, if anything, mm-hmm. I think that's a route that's not going to help them because people are going to think that it's that the brand's been a lie to begin with. Hugo, Hugo had it the worst. Didn't even finish his plate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, didn't even really get to have enough of that Scandinavian brunch. Uh, I'd also throw a stock down on Greg because he's been reduced to messenger boy to journalists and he gets barely half a sentence in to his conversation with Matson before Matson, like, points him out for the Nepo baby he is. Mm I mean, he's... He seemed like he might squirrel his way into some power, but I'm feeling less confident about that after this. But one. he
1: is Zach. What's he he's even doing he's in, in Sweden exactly? <laughs> Anytime he opens his mouth, the just the idea of him being able to do so is a win for him. Yeah. I'm surprised he's breathing. I'm surprised he's functioning. <laughs> he just uh, uh, he's like d- a rat.
0: He's like he's the cockroach yeah. in the show. Exactly. You can't get rid of him. Do you have any favorite quotes from this episode? Uh, we haven't mentioned yet when they arrived to Norway. I liked Shiv's line, which way to Chairman Matson's re-education camp?
1: Uh, tribute band. I think it's been one of the best insults that the show's given.
0: It's, it's very good, very fitting. Uh, Hugo, as I, as I said, had a lot of bangers between the Sochi line and the CE bros. Uh, but yeah, Mat- Matson. The, the tribute band is definitely the most devastating one.
1: He, no, he, All right, he's so looking forward
0: about yeah looking forward to the rest of the show as we mentioned we're now halfway through this final season of succession five more episodes to go uh gonna hopefully or potentially stay stateside and maybe get into the election that's sort of been looming over the season of succession you know we we have heard a lot about jared manken there was another uh, reference to that character this week when Shiv said that apparently the Mencken campaign has an inside line to uh, ATN, which, you know, not exactly and ethical not every, there. But, but, but I know it's not, for sure. It's right. not new. I I, yeah, <laughs> Ro, Roman was not exactly surprised at that revelation. She I was, I was uh, like,
1: do you know we do this? And I'm like, I think that's what made your company, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder, though, because like they were talking about this funeral that still hasn't happened for him. Are we going to get that on the next episode? Is it going to be a little bit more election-focused? Where where do you feel like we're headed, at least in the immediate future, on Succession? Or where do you maybe I want def- to be headed?
1: I think we are going to get a funeral scene because when we were talking about uh, the articles coming out about how they approached it and having the codename of Larry David, they also mentioned him being there on the day where they filmed the funeral. So it sounds like a funeral has been filmed. I wonder how that's going to come into play for Madsen, who already has been toying them using this death. That's what caused the eruption scene from Roman. So I think it's going to be a crazy setting because we've done weddings, we've done meetings, we've done planes, we've done islands. But have we done a funeral?
0: Yeah, not yet on succession. Crazy
1: setting. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious about that one.
0: It' also feels like they're potentially setting Kendall up for another fall from Grace because he got so high on his own supply over the past like episode or, or episode and a half maybe, that like to to have this all slip through his fingers while processing his father's death, I, I could yeah. see this episode being another kind of like too much birthday, sad Kendall kind of moment.
1: He's gonna mess up. That's the one thing. <laughs> you are guaranteed <laughs> that's the one thing we with know. Kendall yeah. yeah but you will have some good needle drops
0: exactly yeah uh, I'll, I'm looking forward to another Jay-Z or LCD sound system drop at some point on this episode alright so I think that's about all for uh, this recap of Succession episode 405 The Kill List on Intercut Explains unless you had anything else you wanted to add
1: Mm-mm. just give me more and for the future
0: <clears throat> yeah uh exactly if you need to replace brian cox doing it with alexander skarsgård isn't exactly the worst deal not at all <laughs> all right so uh we'll be back next week with more recaps of succession but that's all for this podcast you can catch more from me zach shevich by following me on twitter instagram or letterboxd at zshevich that's z-s-h-e-v as in valter that was another good dig that uh mattson got in by the way this that week. one took me uh, a
1: minute yeah
0: Big swing. Yeah, calling Big swing. Yeah, calling him out <laughs> on the Walter one. Uh SHEVICH and check out my YouTube or TikTok channels at Multiplex Show Arturo or can people find more from you?
1: You can find me over at Me Explain on Letterbox, on Twitter, on YouTube or every week here where we invest in some Roy Royco stock. On Intercut Pod.
0: (laughs) You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. I like Overcast. And then make sure you subscribe not just to the audio version, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash Intercut Pod. Catch our bright smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of the Intercut Weekend Must Watch streaming on our YouTube Woo! channels every Monday. And please, leave us a comment, like the video, consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much-requested five-star review. You know, shout-out to Norway. We are number well, what a two thought. or four on the Norway podcast wow. film review charts. That's that's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully. They,
0: they You ever, you ever ish, been? Never been, but I'm d- down to go now. I mean, it looked beautiful. After
1: section
0: succession, I want those rooms. <laughs> it was a little tiny, but I'm not complaining if that's the view. <laughs> exactly. Just
1: pure window corner. So I'm there. Shout uh, out Norway. Thank you.
0: Yeah, Uh, like our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pages, support our Patreon. You can find all of those at Intercut Pod, and you can also find a link to our Discord in the description down below. Those are the best places to get updates throughout the week from me, from Art, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, it's time for sauna. Sauna, 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 sauna.